Welcome to Meeting with the Mayor. Every week live on KKLS The Cowboy, we sit down with Mayor Jason Solomon for the topics of the week from the Mayor's Office, and we answer your questions. Hosted by D. Ray Knight and Mayor Jason Solomon. Well, we're a little bit late today, but welcome to Meeting with the Mayor here on 104.7 The Cowboy. I am D. Ray Knight, and join me is Mayor Jason Solomon. And you, why are you late? You know, I was... Uh, I was working on some stuff for the city, believe it or not. Oh, really? you know, that's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. Running the city, you never know what's going to what's going to pop up. No, I was late. Uh, we had a bill introduced in the legislature. Actually, it's a statewide bill, but something we were very interested in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was engaged in that conversation. Okay, and it had to do with airport. Had uh, to do with airports. So, exactly. So what we're doing. Uh, you know, what we're asking the state to do, we're working with Sioux Falls and other airports, but really to create a fund mm-hmm. uh, to help airports with their expansion projects, mm-hmm. uh, you know, statewide. And that's significant for us because we know that we have a, a lot that rides on our airport. It's an economic engine for our community. And so uh, it's pretty interesting. You find out when you kind of combine uh, Rapid and Sioux Falls and the others, uh, it brings about a billion dollars of economic impact to the state. It's, I mean, it is significant. Sure. 94% of the all airport or yeah, airport travel come through Rapid City and Sioux Falls. Wow. Um, so there are other airports, obviously, uh, within the state, and, and you want to support their efforts as well. So they're, they're looking at a bill to potentially, and I don't know how likely it'll be, but to potentially set some money aside to help with those infrastructure projects for those airports uh, to tap into. And so uh, I'm in support of that uh, because it's such a big deal for our community. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they announced, I can't remember which airline was that announced that they're going to have routes this summer to LAX. Yeah, yeah. To Los Angeles, yeah, like, we, uh, twice a week, which is great. We lost it during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, to have that direct flight uh, to, to LA is huge. Uh, the number one requested flight we got not too long ago uh, was the direct flight to Orlando. Yeah. And so... Uh, they have that throughout the year as well. Um, and we're always looking for you know direct flights. But one of the reasons uh, we're going after a terminal expansion at the airport is to bring in more airlines. You need more you need a bigger concourse. you need you need to be able to take care of that. So that's a that's a long-term vision that we have is to expand the gates to do that in this first phase of the project. This is the the unfun part of it, but you actually have to build better baggage screening and TSA screening before you can actually add gates to your airport. You have to be able to have the capacity behind the scenes in order to help people in front of you. Yeah, that makes complete sense, though, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah, But the price tag on this is Oh, I'm sure that airport security, you know, is certainly not uh, an expensive thing these days. Goodness gracious. So... You know, when you're talking tens and tens of millions of dollars, by the time we're done, it'll be a couple hundred million dollars. We we depend a lot on the federal government um, has to has to chip in all pretty much all airports. They they dig for that locally. Of course, um, we do the best that we can. And that's why we're asking the state to step up, too, because our airport, for example, doesn't just serve Rapid City. It serves the entire region mm-hmm. like like Sturges and Hill City and Belfouche and Hot Springs and er- all these communities around us benefit from the Rapid City Regional Airport. So that's our big case is, hey, this isn't just good for Rapid City. It's good for the region, and it's really good for the state because the state gets four cents of sales tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And so when we bring visitors here every year, which we do, we had mm-hmm. $3.8 million at the last estimate, uh, new numbers coming out soon. 
But that's significant because not only do we benefit locally, but the state benefits as well. So this is our case that we're making. We'll see if it works because obviously uh, the legislature has to balance a lot of priorities. I understand that. So we're there uh, making our case. And uh, so that's what I was busy with this morning. Well, and you, you convinced me. All right. right? I mean, well, if, if that's any indication I, I at didn't all. get to say that much in, uh, and, you know, to our legislators today, so I had to give what, it all here. they cut you off? <laughs> You know, you get limited on your time. You? What? The, you know, they you don't know. care who. They have a time limit. It was a video conference, right? You know, uh, My you, part, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what? Next time you do that, if you wear a top hat and a sash that says mayor on it, they're not going to cut you off. Well, man. I don't want a sash, but I do want a cape. Uh, okay, I cape. want a cape. Oh, capes are going to be big. Uh, you watch. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's what I want. But but no, uh, I actually had the deal where they saw me on video, but I was muted. And uh, then by the time I could unmute, the, oh. the moment it had passed. But we had folks there on hand. We had our airport director okay, and, that's cool. and other supporters there doing the work. I was just kind of, uh, you know, throwing my voice uh, of support to them. Mm-hmm. And there's other ways to do that. Right on, right on. And, you know, with the expansion of the airport, sometime maybe we'll get that, that, that coveted flight to Canada. That way we can change the name of the airport. Can you imagine as international? Mayor, international. You're there. You're cutting the ribbon. Saskatchewan. They, here we come. Exactly to Regina. Nonstop to Regina, <laughs> and we'll drop it down there, and it'll say Rapid City International Airport. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, are there any other sorts of legislation out there that they're working on in Pierre right now that would impact Rapid City in the region? Well, yeah, we have uh, we have one request out there for. Um, uh, basically funding to help with fire training. Uh, we have a tower that we're building here in, in Rapid City. Actually, we used to have one with Western Dakota. There's a whole uh, kind of challenge with that. And so it no longer exists, so we need to put one up. And, mm-hmm. and we're asking uh, the state if they could help uh, help out with that. Uh, that's a significant uh, cost. I think that's at $4.7 million. The tower, what that is, is it's, it's part of the ongoing uh, fire department training, but not just for the Rapid City Area Fire Department, but also the volunteer fire departments. They're so huge in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, I think folks in rural communities know a lot of them serve on that, on that, and that's a big part. And we also have uh, wildfires here, you know, occasionally. And and uh, so we need to make sure that our folks have, you know, good training environments to be able to be prepared for that. So we have that, you know, today they kind of just said, uh, we, we vote to move it forward at $1. And that's, they did the same thing with the airport bill. Okay. What that means is it lives to fight another day. Uh, there's no guarantee. It's a tough. It's still a tough hill to climb. You're competing with a lot of mm-hmm. other things. Um, but you know, so for for assistance there, and the reason you asked the state because we do a lot of statewide stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really a, a regional benefit, and and I think that'll be huge. Uh, so we're watching that. Uh, you know, we've we've been watching a number of bills uh, throughout this this whole time, and and some of them go your way, some of them don't, um, and they they just have a slew of activity coming up. Uh, it's going to be uh, a fast paced and pure, and they have a lot of information to absorb, and that's the challenge. Is trying to the lesson I'm learning is really get out in front before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they're knee deep in the race, make sure they have uh, you know everything. They well, that need. makes a lot of sense. You make it easier on them, yeah. then they're you know l- more likely to be in your corner for it. You yeah. know, th- th- as, as, but as far as I understand, as long as you avoid the dreaded day forty one. Day forty one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you don't want you no don't want day forty one, baby. No, no. I got no. day forty one. No, oh. you know, I was out there a couple of weeks ago. You know, it was it was it's kind of cool to see the process. You know, at work and and see how. How they uh, are balancing these priorities. Every every community uh, has their needs, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, if I just come in there and talk about Rapid City, 
uh, they want to hear about Rapid City, but I really have to talk about why what happens here is a positive to the whole state. And, you know, so other communities are doing that as well. And it's it's interesting, making sure just even your own legislators are on board with some of your activities. I have personal things that aren't necessarily related to being mayor that I care about that I've been watching, um, you know, but and so that's been interesting to watch, too. A lot of those are, you know, social type issues, mm-hmm. those sort of things that a lot of people hate. But I, I do pay attention to that. Um, but all that said, you know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, the work. That, that those folks do, it's really important that we elect smart people uh, with, with good value systems and common sense to represent us in peer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, the ones who are that do a very good job and they really help uh, win the day for Rapid City and the Black Hills. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back and from planes, we're going to go to trains and maybe even automobiles. It's coming up next. We'll be right back with the rest of your meeting with the mayor. Hi, I'm Mark Houston, the host of Doc Talk with Monument Health. So endometriosis is a gynecologic condition where the lining of the uterus, which is what's called the endometrium, that same type of tissue implants in other places in your abdomen. This is always kind of a weird way to phrase it too, but I, I think of like a human diet. And so I don't mean eating humans, please don't eat humans, <laughs> but like every animal in the world has its diet, right? So if you cut yourself and if you didn't clot, you would bleed out. Doc Talk from Monument Health, wherever you get your podcasts. Dakota Town Hall is South Dakota's most listened to political podcast. Join me, Murdoch, with my co-host Jake Schoenbeck every week as we discuss the South Dakota political issues of the day. Joined by the leaders, movers, and shakers of South Dakota politics, search for Dakota Town Hall in your favorite podcast player or join us every Friday live on the Cowboy for Dakota Town Hall, South Dakota's most listened to political podcast. 50% of all Google searches are done in hopes of finding local results at that very moment. So if you're a restaurant and your customers type in places to eat, will they find you or will they find your competition down the street? Rapid Digital Solutions has the experts to connect you with your customer today. You run your business, we'll find your customers. Visit rapiddigitalsolutions.com or call 605-343-6161. That's Rapid Digital Solutions, your local digital advertising experts. And now, back to Meeting with the Mayor with D. Ray Knight. And we're back with Meeting with the Mayor here on 104.7 The Cowboy. I am D. Ray Knight, and joining me is the Honorable Jason Solomon, even though he's not wearing a top hat and a sash. I'm telling you, bud. It's a good look for cape. 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 Sorry, I'm sorry. Cape. 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 So we were talking about airport expansion and uh, trying to get Pierre to pony up some bucks so we can, you know, have a larger airport here, more service to expand uh, the economy here. Now, news came out, I believe, earlier this week that there is a study, a, a, a National Railroad Commission study, basically, that's looking at putting rail lines into South Dakota. Now, this is significant because South Dakota is the only state to never have Amtrak service. 
this at all. It's the only state where that's never occurred. And from what I understand, the route basically would go, there's two routes. One would be connecting Minneapolis to Denver that would go through Rapid City. And then there's another one that connects, uh, uh, I believe, Minneapolis to Kansas City that would go through Sioux Falls as well. So I that's something, I mean, what can the, what can the city, uh, what can the city government do to help try to move that along? Because that'd be a huge impact here. Well, it, it would be a huge impact. I'm, I'm definitely for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an all of the above on transportation. And um, so, you know, one of the things that they would have to do is they would have a depot here. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd use our existing bus barn, which is a city operated yeah. facility, uh, certainly uh, near a railroad track. I don't know if they're going to use that same track, I assume, but. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. I know from living in places that have, yeah. you know, rail and track. And, I, I they know. may they may have to they, yeah because there's different they, gauges and different like uh, the different uh, strengths and things like that that they need for the rail and also de- depends on the type of trains they run on yeah too. you know I've, I've taken Amtrak from Denver to California uh-huh. I, I remember when I was 18 years old went out there with my family and back and uh, really cool experience I, I thought well this is this is a great way to travel uh, if you have the time mm-hmm. you know it takes time but you know it's it's pretty cool I think it, it'll definitely that would be significant for our community obviously you know uh railroads are an interesting thing you know even with our railroad crossings in town people will say hey uh, you need to fix the railroad crossing here uh that actually the city has no authority or jurisdiction on anything railroad related Mm -hmm. even the area right around it that that's the railroad authority now thankfully usually we have a pretty good relationship with them but um it's, it's it's an interesting uh, it's it's kind of like outside of our authority, but I imagine if they're going to have a, a, a stop, uh, you know, a place here in Rapid City that that they're going to develop somewhere, mm-hmm. and that'll be something that we're excited to work with them on because wherever they they decide to go, I imagine there's going to be development around there. Oh, absolutely! You're going to yeah. you're going to be bringing in people to and from and everywhere else, so you could have little restaurants and coffee shops and hotels or whatever around that and. I got to tell you, man, that's the kind of stuff that we're seeing all the time. There's there's so much interest here. It, it's a hot market in a lot of ways in terms of nation, nationwide. Mm-hmm. You know, we know here locally, and we've talked about the growth, and we'll continue to talk about the opportunities and the challenges it brings. This would be significant because we're talking about potentially more visitors to the area, uh, you know, more more options. And now with pilot shortages and things like that, it's good to hedge your bets that you have multiple ways that people could come visit this area Mm -hmm. and do business here and not only that but for residents here to be able to make that trip down to denver you know for that that weekend getaway i mean because you know the back in the day the heartland express remember you know 79 right 79 79 that was supposed to expand it was supposed to make it a very quick trip to denver somebody probably in nebraska put the kibosh on that and then but now with this i mean it just it just adds to the quality of life here as well well yeah I, i do feel bad you know because uh what about my stop in Lusk for gas? I mean, well, that is the, know, that is the tradition when you're driving to Denver. Well, if you're going that direction to go well, through Lusk, well, Mr. Mayor, now, what about Lusk? Now, now <laughs> Lusk will be a destination, not just a stop. Okay, right. yeah, maybe a maybe there'll be a long pilgrimage to Lusk. Uh, there's a gas station there. I have to go there every time. It's been a tradition. My my gosh, for years, decades now. Um, no, no, I think you know. For us, a lot of our trips to Denver, a lot of folks here do that six-hour mm-hmm. drive uh, to the Denver area uh, for concerts, for sporting events, for tournaments, for mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Minneapolis as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about a nine nine-hour drive, and I know a lot of folks from here go go out east as well. And uh, you know, those are 
those are huge. Those unlock opportunities. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's kind of like if we could ever get that north-south interstate, not just the east-west one. That's what Sioux Falls has the advantage of. Exactly, they, have that, yeah. they have both uh, directions on their interstate and sit right there. Well, that, that brings opportunity with it. Um, and so th- this, this sort of thing, I certainly welcome that news. I saw it really just like everybody else. I, I didn't get a special yeah. briefing on it. I had heard about it just like everybody else had. And, and uh, I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. So you were talking about going down to Denver for sporting events. Speaking of sporting events, there's going to be several sporting events here in Rapid City in the coming weeks. And that's that's great for our economy. 100 percent. You know, that's the thing. We all know about our summer tourism and that's huge. But when you can hit shoulder seasons or off seasons with multi-day events, that is big. So these sports tournaments uh, that come to town and whenever we land those, they're a big deal because families come, they stay for multiple days. They're spending money all throughout our community. We know, we know that's big. And, uh, you know, not only that, but it's really, you're seeing kids doing productive things mm-hmm. and that, which is really cool. So when you have those visitors in town, let's be patient. They help pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why, uh, this is still a great place to live. I know uh, we all get frustrated with things like property taxes. I certainly do, but, uh, there are things that offset without an income tax and things like that. We depend a lot on outside money coming in. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this does. It brings outside money coming you know, coming into our community that we can reinvest and it'll obviously help lift businesses, provide jobs, and, and really make this place uh, shine. And I think that uh, as many tournaments as we can get, the better. You know, We're always looking at competing for those tournaments. We have people whose jobs is to go and seek out those tournaments, and that's a good investment. Yeah. Uh, that, that is, and they do a great job, not just tournaments, but things like conferences and, and those sort of things. And, you know, and obviously we want as much as possible in Rapid City, but even if it's not in Rapid City, we got to do a good job drawing people here to spend money. Uh, you know, of course, you know, the city government primarily runs on sales tax revenue. And so I like people shopping in Rapid City. Oh, yeah. And but all of it's good. I I love it. I love to see it. I love, want to see more of it. Um, we got to make sure that our facilities stay up to date to make sure that we can handle that. That is to everybody's benefit. That's how you keep taxes in check and really, uh, really is great for for businesses, too. So, Yeah. Welcome, everybody, if you're hearing this. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Coming into town, we're glad you're here. That is excellent. Well, that's excellent. Okay, so now it's time for the feature we like to call, Hey, Solomon, when are you going to fix the pothole? Which this week I'm going to change the title to, Hey, Solomon, why would you guys pick up trash on Monday when it's supposed to be a holiday? I didn't get my can out. <laughs> It's questions from Rapid Citizens. And today, this was a little different. This is from Dylan at South Middle School. And he wants to know, Mr. Mayor, how can we get an NFL franchise in Rapid City? Oh, that's a big question. Well, uh, first of all, uh, we always pick up trash on President's Day. And we do a great job communicating that. So I encourage you uh, to make sure that you're reading uh, our website, social medias, and that sort of thing. No, touche, Jason. Yes, yeah. Touche. I'm always going to come back at you on that. Uh, you know, I would love an NFL team. This is Dylan at South Middle yes, School. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan, yeah. first of all, thanks for that question. Uh, I wonder who you're cheering for now. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, there's a story behind that. Well, that's all the time we have yeah. today for meeting with the mayor. And- <laughs> I, think, I think the Rapid City Eagles would be awesome. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into that. You have to have giant stadiums. You have to have a population that supports them. Uh, that's called a market. Uh, you have to have, uh, you know, 
bazillionaires who are willing to Mm -hmm. bring those teams here. Here's the best thing you can do. If you want to see cool things like that, maybe we can't initially get an NFL team. But what you do is you support what you have right now. Because if you don't support the sports franchises you do have, let's say like the Rapid City Rush, or the Black Hills um, the Marshall. Marshals. Yeah, the Marshals. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just, uh, The Black Hills Marshals, the arena football team, um, those sort of things. Even even our post-22, post-320. When you support those entities, it shows that there's viability. And then, you know, for example, we've always had interest of potentially having a minor league baseball team here someday. Uh, occasionally those kind of calls come. And if we ever land one, and there's a lot that goes into that with a baseball stadium and everything else, but if we ever land one, then we want to make sure that we show up for those games uh, year in and year out. So because sports franchises do pay attention, there's owners, it's a business. Uh, They want to see that there's a lot of people that live in an area to support a market. NFL, it probably has some bare minimum requirements, the exception really being Green Bay, and they actually own their team. I'm sure you know how that's structured. That's a uh, that's a unique thing that goes back to the founding of the NFL, yeah. and uh, I think it's great. And but do we want one? Absolutely. Can we get there from here? You never know what the future will hold. I will say the best thing we can do is support sports here in town. Show that we love sports. I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, I love live music and stuff too. You know, I want to see more live music venues. I want to see. There's a lot of things I want to see for us. But the only way we're going to get that is if we show that there's a market for it. So that's business 101. It's not a charity. Uh, you have to show that that you support it. So go to those Rush games. Go to the Marshalls games. Uh, go check out those baseball games. Uh, if you support those things, it will get attention. And uh, you never know what will happen in the future. All right. Great, great question. All right. Well. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor, for stopping by here. And that wraps up today's edition of Meeting with the Mayor here on 104.7 The Cowboy. And if you'd like to check this out on a podcast, be sure to search out Meeting with the Mayor wherever you get your podcasts and follow us. Yep. See you down the road. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening to your Meeting with the Mayor, another Home Slice audio production. Website designed by Ricky Clark III. Videography by Russ Haddon. Design and content by Scout Wheeler. Produced by Austin Troop. Audio production from Oakley Tie. Public service, Leslie Klein. Promotions by Mitchell Stafford. Live scheduling by Dean Taylor. And our executive producer is Mark Houston. While we strive to be 100% accurate, mistakes do happen. For retractions, please visit homesliceaudio.com. Learn more about the featured cast by going to thehomeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening to Meeting with the Mayor, hosted by D. Ray Knight. Another Home Slice audio production.